It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hey everybody, Josh Wiggler here, and before we get into Attack of the Clones, I want to tell you a quick word about our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico. That's right, a long time to go, because we're talking Star Wars here on Post Show Recaps, Attack of the Clones. Second time, last time. Only two podcasts about Attack of the Clones this month. Whoops, sorry about that, but it's just Attack of the Clones, isn't it? Or is it that it's, oh my god, it's Attack of the Clones, and Attack of the Clones is just the thing that everyone wants to talk about? I don't know, it's kind of a little combo platter of both. I think we said in the in the podcast that I did with Jess Lease. We were both surprised, like, oh, Attack of the Clones, this is kind of fun. And I don't know, I have no idea what we're in for as we are doing round two of two here on Attack of the Clones coverage on a long time to go, because we are uh, we're combining uh, the final two podcasts that are traditionally here on a long time to go. We do the duel of debates, and we do the instant feedback show, and tonight... The two become one. Uh, and that is happening by bringing in the following Jedi Masters themselves. First, Latanya Starks. Latanya, may the force be with you. And also with you. And then we have a fellow Jedi Knight, Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin, may the force be with you. And also with you, Master. Yeah. And... <laughs> And it's nope. And it's and it and it's and it's also a bunch of people watching live. Shout out to the patrons of post show recaps who are here for instant feedback as we are talking Tack the Clones. Uh with all the I see Deidre, I see Jess, I see Brendan, I see Grace, I see Jank. Hey everybody. Thank we got the coming. squad. We got the full crew tonight as Entire we are talking. 
See yeah. Brenna. Yeah, we got a whole Jedi Council here ready. <laughs> Every to time you talk. say that, it just Jedi. really, just really, I don't know what it is, but it just hits me. <laughs> I love to so bring much. some anger. I don't so know. We why. got Riley here. We got Zed here. We've got a lot of people here who are chilling with us to talk about Star Wars, to talk about Attack of the Clones, to get everybody's takes on the record, not just mine, not just Kevin's, not just Latanya's, but yours as well. Uh, so anyone who is here and wants to talk about Attack of the Clones, this is the place to do it. Uh, a little programming note next month, there shall only be the one long time to go podcast. And my understanding is, Latanya, you're going to be there for it. Yes. I shall also be there for it. Kevin, I don't think you're you're going to be on this one. I'm not. I'm not, I I'm think, well-versed enough in uh, the yes. Clone Wars, yes. which I've well, that's part. That is part of the point. So we're going to be talking Clone Wars next month, but we're going to do a podcast that's like basically Clone Wars for newbies. Oh. We're going to do a podcast that is effectively like, I've watched a bit of Clone Wars, Latanya has watched a bit of Clone Wars, and then we're going to be joined by the great Brendan Fitzpatrick, who has watched all of Clone Wars. And we will have a Clone Wars discussion in which Brendan Fitzpatrick will will uh, will speak on behalf of all of the massive Clone Wars fans. Latanya and I will give like the slanderous newbie takes, mm-hmm. and everyone will be unhappy, which is exactly how we like it here on these Star Wars podcasts. What do you think? Does that sound fun? It doesn't, Let's huh? It. Oh, there's no Come one said on. it. Oh, yeah. Awkward. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Rough start. Tough. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, I'm not going to be there, but it sounds great. Yeah. Tough crowd. It's going to be crowd. wonderful. And everyone is going to show up for it, and I've decided, so you must. All right, I, mean, I, so, I won't. But so okay. just just the one podcast next month. So it'll be a little bit of a wait until the next one, and then a little bit of a wait after that before we get into Revenge of the Sith. We'll do a little stop down on Clone Wars in March, and then we will carry on with the Revenge of the Sith coverage in April. But first, we got to talk Attack of the Clones. I already talked about it with Jessica Lee, the great Jess Lee, and I recapped the whole movie. What a great uh, podcast that was. We had a great time. It was really, really fun. I laughed very, very hard. And Lord, did I need it. Uh, so <laughs> I was very, very happy to have them laughs. Um, I would like to start, because before we get into all the instant feedback, um, I would like to start with your takes on Attack of the Clones. Uh who wants to go first, Kevin or Latanya? Does that is, is there any preference between who would like to after you, Latanya? Oh yeah, because <laughs> oh, I... Kevin's like I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin the mood. Yeah, I, I should hold should hold it. <laughs> Bring some joy before I just <laughs> lightning. Fucking... <laughs> uh, <laughs> give, give people time to listen before they're just like, oh shit, Kevin's talking. Oh, yeah, no, that's actually, sign it's off, an interesting. Sign off, sign off. Get out it's of an here. interesting point. Give them like 20 minutes of podcast to listen to, and then they can dip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. The ATLT herself, Latanya Starks. That's a me. Let's get it. Uh, let's let's get your take on it because this is the first time you've ever seen it. It's the first time I've ever seen it, and let me tell you, there are very few few films that I've ever had such uh, like build up and being told how I should be disappointed in advance. You know what I mean? Like just people being like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that this is a thing that you have to do. Oh no, this is gonna this is a thing that you're spending time on. Oh no." And, and so I went into it with 
the lowest possible expectations that anyone could have, like probably underneath the ground is where the bar was for me. Um, it was also like a really interesting point in my life, uh, emotionally. And so I was just like, yeah, some escapism sounds like a, you know, not a bad idea. Let's do this. So I'm watching this movie and I'm waiting for it to be the absolute worst. And it wasn't for me, you know, was it a little long in places? Yes. It is a little long. You do get to like the whole like final act. You're like, I got 40 minutes to go. I, that's what I definitely did. Yeah. Um, DM Chappelle and be like, what could possibly be left in 45 <laughs> minutes of this movie? Two hours and 22 minutes. I turned it on last night. I was like, oh, I got to watch this. And I turned it on at 1030 and I looked at the time and I was just like, oh, no. Like, I did not realize how long yeah. this movie was. Uh, I definitely did a, not look nice. at how long it was beforehand. Yeah. And, um, and a few times thought it was about to end and then it did not. But there were some really, like, some things I really enjoyed. I enjoyed um, watching Obi-Wan jump out of a window to what seemed like certain death, only yeah. to, like, get into what seemed like a really cool space car chase. The confidence, Latanya. Can you imagine just, like, being so secure in your athletic prowess to just barrel through a glass window and jump upon a small drone? Not in a, these in days. A, in a city planet where there is no ground? Like no. what a what a great uh, incredibly uh, powerful well, confident he, he move. I don't have that in me. Athletic, so he was fine. Oh, I suppose. Oh, okay. Just Got get it. the D and D in there now. Yeah. Do you get, you can get a we plus fifteen eventually. Can you? No. <laughs> well, no. maybe no. with benefit, like with certain attributes. Or all right, uh, never mind. No, and- back to the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for the D and D talk. I really am. No, yeah, stabilize, so, recalibrate. Yeah. So I. I was just like, wow, you know, this, this movie has some stuff going, you know, like Rose Byrne is in this movie. Um, Joel Edgerton is in this movie, Mm -hmm. you know, just some young Aussies hanging out um, early on in their career. There's some pretty cool chases that happen. Um, There's some interesting character development that happens for Obi-Wan, even though I was very surprised at how they split up Obi-Wan from, Anakin in the movie um, because I did think that the whole point of the third movie, an- yet another movie I have not seen, uh, was supposed to showcase how their bond had disintegrated and it would have been great if we had gotten a chance to see that bond develop in the second movie. Brendan um, will guide us through that on the Clone Wars podcast next month. Wonderful. Well, yes. I, I'm really glad that those that that series and another series exist to fix the problems of these three movies. I don't know what you're talking about. They had that elevator <laughs> ride where they shared this conversation that told us how much they're friends. You see, yeah. because they spoke about it and yes. they told us as the audience, they're he's like a father to me. He's like a father, he's like so a father to me. I believe when, that's when how he sounds that, too. He's like yeah. he's like a father to me. Yeah, and Christensen's voice in this movie is great. I also Padme, have some, I love you. I love it. I love you. I, I, I just love really, you, Padme. I always have. Some really, and I have an interesting theory about Hayden Christensen and his acting in this movie that I want to talk about a little bit later. Um, that I've shared with Josh and Kevin, but I think it might sh- shed that and also an interesting theory about the romance between Anakin and Padme that I think might help people who have some issues with that storyline. But, you know, TLDR. Enjoyed the movie. Like, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the movie. And Christopher Lee, I, I love Christopher Lee. 
Count Dooku. Legend. Mm-hmm. Legend. Let's see how you do with a lightsaber. Exactly. Yada. Have loved him since mm. I was a wee bairn watching him in Dracula movies I shouldn't have seen him in as a child. We are matched in the abilities of the force, <laughs> but how are you with a lightsaber? Your Christopher Lee impression might be your worst impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's right here in the room. I'll do it. I'll do it a little bit better. Yeah. Yoda, what up? There you go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. more more track. Uh, now, now this is the instant feedback show. We are getting immediate feedback to Latanya's takes, including from Riley. I do love Christopher Lee. <laughs> uh, from from Brendan Fitzpatrick, the fact that Christopher Lee had this role and Saruman in back to back years, Mwah, don't Chef forget uh, that. Ansem the Wise in Kingdom Hearts too. I forgot a very solid that. Ro- ro- role. I did. Sure. I did forget that. Uh, there's also a comment from Jess Sterling that says Kevin is so bothered. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a visual medium yeah. for the people who are providing the instant feedback and folks uh Kevin is just like patiently sitting there in mm-hmm. his in his corner yeah he's uh he's rubbing his chin <laughs> not unlike uh obi-wan Kenobi is like oh mm-hmm. curious interesting curious curious, curious curious yeah this is a lot calmer Kevin than even we do in like uh you know our our WandaVision podcast where he's just like what is he's holding he's holding back because he wants he wants the people. Oh, Emily Fox laughing from the other room. I don't know what she's giggling at. She's definitely not watching this. I promise no, it's you. It's Discovery Plus. It's definitely Discovery Plus. Kevin, let's discover plus your <laughs> takes on Attack the Clones because you don't like it. Um, I can tell. Yeah, you know, I uh, it's been a while since I watched it, and I was pleasantly surprised to say that I was not changing my opinion at all. <laughs> this movie's not good. It's a bad movie. Um, I, uh, it's, it's crazy because I, I, I tried to find things I liked and I found 1.5 things that I was just like, okay, I guess I guess this is fine. Uh, and everything else was so bad. Um, from Obviously the plot, the romance, the plot makes no sense. The romance is bad. Um uh, oh, Hayden's terrible. Uh, Amidala is not good. Pretty much everyone's bad. The Jedi suck. <laughs> oh. um, like everyone's kind of crappy in this movie, which which is crazy. Except for what the one, the one point five, right? The one thing, uh, and I feel like everyone is in agreement here is that it's Ewan McGregor. Um, like he's great. And I don't even mean I don't even mean Obi Wan because that's also stupid. Obi Wan's story is also dumb, but everything Ewan McGregor does in his movie is amazing. And I wish they would just refilm this with him playing every role. He's so great. weird. From oh, the, that'd be the, odd. The little things that he does, where like when he's fighting Django and he's about to be pulled up, and he's like, "Oh, that's not good." Like he's just he just just delivers a lot in there that I think really is the only person to be humanized in any way, shape, or form as a real human. Um, and he's so likable, and I think that's great. Uh, mm. but that's like the, and that's just the actor, cause the actual characters of, I don't think is very good. Um, and the point five thing is at the end of the movie, I can get to that when I get, when we get there. But overall, holy crap. I, I was talking la- late last night with, uh, Melissa on, in the Discord. Um, and someone else who's escaping me right now. I apologize. But, uh, this movie with Phantom Menace, I felt like I, I at least, felt some kind of flow happening or there was things I could be like, oh, okay, this is going on the pod race. This movie was two hours and 22 minutes and mostly boring as hell. And so much of it could have been cut. So much of this movie could have been cut out. 
or focus on anything else. Like, what are you doing? Like the stuff that could matter, like, Oh, Anakin's mom's in trouble. And like, that could be interesting to like follow him in this two hour, 22 minute movie to follow that character arc and see him like try to find his mom and have that develop into something. And that's the one part that takes like two and a half minutes. And you're just like, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess that's that now. And then you have like forever with everything else that just is unnecessary to have that length of time behind it. Yeah. Once again, shockingly, my biggest takeaway is George Lucas is not good at this. Um, we have comments coming in, instant feedback on the instant feedback show from the great Brazilian dragon himself, Felipe. Hello to Fitzy and anyone else who enjoys watching this movie only. Um, so that's a great little piece of, uh, Felipe <laughs> saluting. Uh, Hello, the, Felipe. Yeah, the only Hello. people who <laughs> only, the, I, Kevin, I don't believe he's talking to you. Uh, Felipe no. does ask, Will Kevin at least say that this movie, while objectively bad, is at least fun to watch? It wasn't for me, right? Like, uh, like I was saying, like the first one, I bizarrely had more fun than this one. Like, I, it's such a weird comparison because, like, a fun movie to watch for me. And I've said this before. I can. I <laughs> here's here's make people mad. I'm sure I would watch Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Four. This dude loves way Twilight. over this movie. It's so wild that to be with Twilight. Movie, Kevin that is like fun stands to watch. the Twilight okay. franchise harder than anybody. Josh, we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, and of course. That's a reason, different movie. That's yeah, a, that's well, a, no, it's a thing that's <laughs> happening right now. You're, I am becoming a serial killer. This is accurate. You yeah, should be careful. Like, well, that I don't even so much have a problem with. It's just your love for Twilight. The fact it's that wild. you would rather watch Twilight than watch this movie. Breaking Dawn Part 4 specifically, or Part 2 part specifically. Four, there's four Breaking Dawn. I wish. <laughs> Give me two more of that last movie. I couldn't uh, even make it to Breaking Dawn Part 2 because Breaking Dawn Part 1 broke me. Oh, that movie sucks. It's great. <laughs> like, that's... Those that's are all what crappy I mean. movies. You think those are performances? You think no. that What's-Her-Face is doing anything except biting her lip and going, ugh. Oh, no. you mean that little uh, vampire puppet baby, Renee's May? Yeah, that's in... Oh, God. That's CG. You Animatronic know, I mean, Renee's May. was as good as the CG in this, which is <laughs> saying something. I mean, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, and and it's, sparkles. Like, and what Renesmee, are you doing? Renesmee sounds like a great Star Wars character movies. name. I can, I have like, I can watch it, and there's humorous parts, and and like, not purposefully so, but I can like laugh or enjoy a certain thing. I can enjoy Michael Sheen every minute of the day in that performance. Um, but like this movie to me again, it was just so boring. So much yeah. of it was boring and like nonsensical, and. The writing, you know, uh, we'll get to that because I, I pulled up a, a moment that I wanted to really focus oh, on great. for the writing, but we can get to that eventually. Like I'm to, excited uh, to do that because I I have a theory about the writing as well great. And, and, I, and some lines in particular. Let's get into that in a second. First, just an update on some of this instant feedback. Uh, I believe that this begins right around the time that Kevin starts getting into Twilight <laughs> from Jess Sterling. I wish I loved anything the way Kevin loves Twilight. Uh, also from Jess, can we get one off podcast where Kevin talks about Twilight? Um, Everything is sparkly coming soon. From Brenna. This is amazing. Uh, from Deshaun, I have never read or watched anything Twilight. It remains one of my life's great achievements. Uh, even Riley, who is number one Kevin Mahadeo fan, says, I've seen 20 minutes of Twilight. I hated every second of it. 
Um, Brendan Fitzpatrick, who is the biggest Attack of the Clones fan in the room, says, I admire your conviction, Kevin, even if I would fight you to the death right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then my favorite is from Deidre, who says, Kevin is wiling. How did we get to this? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the question is, I want to be clear, Kevin, this is voluntary. You don't have to do it, but I'm glad that you did. I'm really glad that you did. All right, well, let's talk about the writing and let's start with Latanya. Theory about the writing. Give us your theory about the writing of this film. Okay, so um, I'm going to go for the lowest hanging fruit here, right? The line that everyone and their mother and grandmother points to when they talk about this movie. Which is, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. <laughs> right? So it's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so in my humble opinion, a couple of things are happening here. The first is I have taught at a lot of high school debate camps in my life. And I have seen a lot of really bad pickup lines in action. This was a bad pickup line. And I'll talk about the delivery of it in a bit, but this was a bad teenage pickup line that was only delivered so that he would have the opportunity to contrast the coarseness and and roughness of the sand to Padme's soft skin and then be able to touch her. Like, that is the only reason that this happened. It's just, like, let the little, like, horny Jedi and, like, (laughs) counselor have the sex, right? That That's the reason. Sure. And and I think that it was written as a pickup line, a crappy pickup line from someone who is surrounded, first of all, who is given that haircut and wears it on purpose. And then is surrounded just by like this group of men who's like, but you must form attachments, none, you know? So there's that part of it. Form then, attachments? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Then we're supposed to form comes, attachments. I don't know if we're supposed to do that. When it comes to the delivery and this is a theory that I shared with the two of you in our group chat. Hayden Christensen was a part of that generation of actors, and I don't know how many people remember this, where they were trying to find the next, like, Marlon Brando, James Dean kind of combo platter guy. Um, And he very much fit into that mold. It's almost as if the people who don't like this movie had never seen another Hayden Christensen project before seeing him in this movie because this is exactly the way that he acts in every other movie. Am I saying it's good? No, I'm not, but I'm saying that it's consistent and you know exactly what you get. He's trying to be Marlon Brando. He's trying to deliver all of those lines in that particular way. And therefore we get some really like truly ridiculous line deliveries. And he's trying to charm everyone because that's what a Brando or a Dean would do. Only he's just not as great at it. And it's, a arrow we like to try to forget about because it's how we ended up with the likes of James Franco. Um, so very quickly before Kevin retorts, uh, there is something that I'd like, there's a couple of things I'd like to say. I continue to hear Emily howling on the other side of the door. <laughs> uh, and it would be because apparently, um, she says, I'm talking to Lee about magicians. Uh, Lee, of course, pen 15, the pen 15 podcasts, very own Lee McLaren, uh, uh recently engaged. Uh, and uh, freshly appearing on post-show recaps theater 
this week with one Latanya Starks in an episode that Latanya at one point says this will either be the best episode or the worst episode of Post Show Recaps Theater. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that is probably the correct uh, assessment still. Uh, hard to, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Um, so there is that. The other thing, Latanya, you touched on really quickly about this being like a pickup line uh, from, uh, from, from Anakin, um, uh, reminds me of some feedback that we got earlier today in response to the Attack of the Clones podcast, uh, that we previously did, Jess Lees and I, where we were talking about the celibacy of the Jedi, uh, and how maybe, like, they want to start, like, I don't know, uh, banging out a little bit so that they can have, like, more Jedi in the universe might not be the worst idea. Um, maybe and they want to start banging it out a little bit. I don't know, just a touch, you know? And so this was from the great Drayson uh, of the Post Show Recaps patron community who said, I'm listening to the podcast and I feel inclined to point out that Jedi are not celibate. Uh, and uh, hmm. he he linked me to a BBC article uh, in which uh, George Lucas says, Jedi Knights aren't celibate. The thing that is forbidden is attachments and possessive relationships. Uh, so I suppose the implication there being like, you guys could do it. Just don't like fall in love. I'm not surprised that George Lucas is the type who's just like, no, you can have sex. Just don't attach to anyone. The best no life attachments. is to just bang people left and right. Just do like, it. That's what? the like coolest Nike. life. The Jedi Knights just sleep Swoosh. with anyone. Swoosh. Just do it. That's it. <laughs> uh, and so I hate it. I yeah. hate it. And this does explain where I mean, as Deidre says, casual sex only for Jedi. This is like so a couple a couple of things I guess um for if we're, if we're gonna focus on Anakin um one the 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 acting is is not good and I get what you're saying it is from a specific era but again this can go to the director like he auditioned just get someone else um or I don't know direct uh and and try that again your, your the tragically the tragically um, late uh, Jonathan Brandis I believe was oh, uh, in the, yeah was in the inner R. circle R. for this which uh, a very sad story and an actor that I really loved at that time uh, yeah. that would have been really fun uh, to see him as a what Anakin. was that space show that he did uh, oh, space uh, 2020 yeah hold on yeah it's Jonathan gonna get looked up Brandis space show uh, he was on Sequest. 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 Yes. So good. Yes. Um, but yeah, and and so so there's there's problem one, and like I don't know, it's maybe because like this type, like he as as a person, I feel like he went to school and he was attractive enough that people told him he was charming, even though he wasn't, but he was attractive. So they're like, oh yeah, you're so charming, and he just took that to heart and went to mm-hmm. Hollywood and just kept going with that. Yeah, you know, because society. Um, but like he has no charm. At least we like, live in a society. <laughs> God damn it, Joshua. <laughs> um, but like it's for certain people, like Brando, I do think has <laughs> things where he does where I'm like, oh, that's acting. He he acts. And James Franco, for you know, besides the the just looking at him in roles, he does have charm. I mean, Spider-Man 3, he's the only part of that movie that is like, oh shit, he's like the, the pie line. Um like he has charm in that movie. Hannah Christensen has zero. He has none of it. Um, so there's problem number one. The other thing too, when it comes to the writing, is that uh, yes, that could be a pickup line, but this was written by an adult man who, I guess, if if his philosophy is Jedi can just have sex without attachment, that's how we got here. 
But I don't even think it was written to be a bad pickup line because I'm going to read something here for the dialogue. Oh, here, oh. here we go. Everybody pull up a chair. It's uh-huh. Kevin's Poetry Corner. Uh, actually, it's funny, you, it's funny you said poetry, my friend. Come to okay. the Jedi Council's Library with Jocasta and Kevin. All right, here we go. From the moment I met you all those years ago, not a day has gone by when I haven't thought of you. <laughs> and Felipe, now that I'm with you interrupt, again, Felipe I'm in says agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. I thought of not being with you. I can't breathe. I'm haunted by the kiss that you should have never given me. My heart is beating, hoping that kiss will not become a scar. You're in my very soul, tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything you ask. If you are suffering as much as I am, please tell me. And it's funny you yeah, said dude, poetry. It, that's, from, that's from Twilight, though, you know? No, like, that's Twilight. No, it's from this no, movie. No, I'm sorry. You read that Twilight from Twilight. Is, um, she's already Felipe full says, that's because from her Twilight, stomach though. is full of butterflies. That's Twilight. That's, that's from this good movie, writing. isn't it? And that's, that's from this movie. Yeah. That's from this movie. And this is my point. George Lucas, when he wrote that, if you listen to the way that's written, that man thought he wrote Shakespeare. Yes. That man thought he was writing a Shakespearean sonnet moment. And it is garbage. Have you never written bad poetry, Kevin? Like, I'm not a professional director, LaTanya. I'm not being paid millions of dollars to make a movie. Not yet. Don't sell yourself short. Not yet. I'm not going to write off George Lucas' (laughs) shittiness because I write bad poetry. I'm I'm not a producer in Hollywood. All I'm saying is who among us, especially in the, you know, patron discord currently watching an attack of the clones podcast live yeah has not been either the writer of or victim of i wrote such poetry poetry. i wrote such poetry as a as a as a high schooler again much poetry and i and like we traded poems back and forth and it was a beautiful thing bad makes the movie bad like you can't be but like what oh, if you Anakin, wrote it, know it what but anakin's just like an adolescent who's he's like not, she's gonna because love this this is a thing that helps convince padme so it's so fine but if, if you want to she's like you a young person that, then you have to accept young. that padme also sucks because she's <laughs> worked for her this works like you can't you can't have it both ways you cannot have your cake and eat it uh, so, like, this is the thing though that's uh, not even what worked you know what actually oh, no, worked t- tell me tell me because i have it too the thing that actually worked. Please say what I hope you're going to say. Is I murdered them all. Yes. The yes! men. Uh, the women. Thank you. The children. And she's that like, got her yep, horny. She hooked done. up with him because of that. She's That's like, no, reason. she's like, she's like, no, the hell children. yeah. That, hell yeah. And she's just like, yes. Yeah, this is yeah, absolutely. Reason to be yeah. beyond, Dictator, beyond the fact that. Proto dictators. I'm yeah, she's like, down. She's into like, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. That's Beyond great. the fact that uh, well, that's Padme... also probably why he ultimately kills the younglings. Sorry, spoiler okay, alert. Right, with see, reckless oops. abandon, because she's like, she's going to be into this. She's going to be so into this. I think she might like it. I think except, she might like it. Except Josh, and here's my other point about Amidala. Uh, besides the fact that in this movie she does nothing except exist to be fallen in love with and fall in love with him, like she doesn't actually do anything in this film. Besides that, is I yes, disagree. She get, but go on. I would love to hear what she did. Um, but, uh, not only does she get horny for the fact that he murdered, uh, Tuscan Raider children, she's a racist because while she got horny for that, it wasn't until he murdered the younglings that she's like, oh, too far. So apparently 
She's murder like, oh, they're Tuscan just Raiders. Tuscans. Fine. Yeah. You can murder yeah. Tuscan Raiders. They're just Tuscans. Shit. But yeah. when he murdered younglings, Ooh. suddenly she cares. So yeah, Padme, also shitty. She's not uh, good. No. They're all you bad. Know, they all suck. This is all an analog, right, for the Holocaust. So someone's got to be Hitler, and Hitler oh. had his Ava Brown. Oh, no. And it's there Anakin? Is. And it wasn't until later that she uh, was like, oh, wait, I, I take it back. And then oh, no. dies in a bunker, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no. Actually, not even dies in a bunker, just ceases to have the will to live. <laughs> I have questions about uh, Kevin not liking this movie. Are you to tell me that you don't enjoy the car chase? Like the car yeah, chase at the start of the movie, on. which is like pulse pounding and good and like really fun. And like they've got like uh, convertibles on Coruscant and they're driving around. And as we said earlier, Obi-Wan just like throws himself into a window and out a window and onto a drone. And then he flies all around and he sees the guy whose name I'm forgetting is like Ebenezer Screwball or whatever the hell. And he's trying to smoke his death sticks. And you don't think any of that's any good? Isn't it Elon Musk? I believe it's Elon. It's like Elon Screw a Davio or something like that. Right. Elon, Elon Scumbag, Scumbagio. Right. I think it's something akin to that. Um, no, not really. I like the pod racing a lot more than that. I felt like the pod racing had something happening. Um, they set up a reason why this, this is going on. This became, I jumped out the window to chase after, by the way, another, again, this plot is nonsense. Uh, to chase after someone that, Presumably Palpatine hired Django F- or Palpatine hired Dooku to hire Django Fett to hire a different person who is a shape changer to then use a droid to then put an animal inside that would then go kill Amidala. What? Uh-huh. Like, there's, yeah, there's what, covering what's a paper confusing trail and, about and there's this, just Kevin? what? What's so, confusing? Yeah, just to Everything. correct myself, it's, uh, it's me, Elon, me. Elon Sleazebagano. Oh. Elon, Elon Sleazebagano. Oh, that was right. Let me yeah, let me correct that. It's not confusing. It's stupid. So I think that's the thing there. Uh, so the, the car chase is just. I mean, it's entertaining. I love the fine. car chase. I, I think it's it. great. They like drive through. Like they, I love that they've got like uh, complete nonsensical uh, like tunnels within skyscrapers. Like here, you got to go through here rather than I don't know space. Uh, it's just great. I love it. I love the layout of Coruscant. It makes no sense to me, and yeah, it just I was makes me say, laugh. Who's in charge of the design of the city, city planner? City planner. It's got to. Uh, that's a tough job because you're. You, uh, forget uh, city planner. City planet planner. Latanya. Yeah, planet planner. Planet planner. It's a lot of work. The other problem for me in this car chase is that I saw it better done in the Fifth Element. So, like, I think there's. That. Oh, yo. Okay. All right. You know, I got a uh, bing. If I'm Rob, I'm giving you the bell. Of course, obviously, Fifth Element, uh, the uh, Lilu multipass. Please help. Yeah, uh, like all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have not <laughs> seen that movie. Whoa! I know. Uh, I know. Oh, my God. I love the Fifth uh, Element. Same. <laughs> I love, I love the Fifth I know element. all about the, I know all about the fashion aspect of it. Like, I know all about those, like, um, specifically made like how the entire like wardrobe was done by uh uh was it Gautier, I wanna say? I'm I I maybe wrong about that. Um but I don't know anything else about that movie except Milijovic is in one of the most iconic sci fi costumes mm-hmm. known to people. I thought that the car chase was really cool. I you know like the idea of jumping from car to car um 
Anakin ignoring everything that Obi-Wan has to say, losing lightsabers and things like that, having, you know, picking up up at interesting points. Then they get back on the ground and they go into this bar and Obi-Wan just kind of like saddles up, saddles up to the bar. And that's how he ends up like making the collar as Anakin is like frantically searching for this shapeshifter. I thought that was really cool. Did it last longer than it needed to last? Maybe. But overall, the concept of it as an like, an opening salvo for a movie, especially once they got away from the worms, like, it, please no one send worms to kill me. Murder me in any Ooh, other yeah, way. What a terrible way to go. <laughs> Murder me any other way except okay. worm. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on a second. Just, everybody just through the window. Everybody, we need to take a, just a second to <laughs> stop down for a moment <laughs> on. Please don't kill me with worms. Yeah. Murder me any other any way. Any other way. Um. Well, that's got to be on a sticker. <laughs> Uh, please don't send worms to kill me. Yeah. Murder me any other way. Motto of That's the Patreon Discord? Uh, MOTPD. I, lo- I love that as like a, um, I feel like that's such a great sassy thing to throw back at someone who you disagree with in a fight, Latanya, to mm-hmm. be like, murder me any other way. Yeah. Uh, I think I've just done be great. that before, if I'm not mistaken. Like, uh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, murder me any other mur- way. Murder me any other any way. Any other way. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> Thanks. That's very good. I love that. Yeah. I think that's but I great. thought that was gross and I didn't want to see it. And I got that it was CGI and not actually happening, but I, I just love that that was the plan, Latanya. It's like, here, well, this is what we'll do. Right. You know, <laughs> like I <laughs> said, where, where were Anakin and, um, and Obi Wan, they were like, just room. they were like they were just basically in the other room, yeah. like uh, crushing heinies and just like getting well, no, blasted. In the middle of arguing, they were <laughs> yeah. in the middle of arguing over the exact thing that's happening using Amidala's bait. They were really arguing about that in the next room, yeah. and I was like, "Oh no, the thing is happening!" Yeah, shocker, the the plan you enacted was happening. Yeah, um, I mean, also thank goodness that um, Anakin actually is, like, is so strong with the Force because he came very close to just slicing off Padme's hair and head with that lightsaber when he was trying to kill the worms. That, I yeah, mean, but because he's so he's so good at it that it was never really, you know, an actual risk. Though. I guess, but I don't know. I just understand how he got that good with the Force. It feels like he's very Gary Stewie. It's the midi-chlorians, Kevin. Uh. <laughs> Uh, well, Kim, we've talked enough about uh, about Anakin and Pat. We haven't talked enough about Obi Wan to my standard. Uh, Kevin, you're not going to tell me that Detective Obi Wan is fun D- again. Ewan McGregor is fun. Detective Obi Wan is not a thing that happened. Like he didn't detect anything. He, like people told him things, and he went to go do the thing. Like, like that's he, very that's noirish, what the though. It does. Yeah, no, that's a noirish un- thing. Like, actually, pieces together a mystery. Like he does. He, He's like, I a, believe Saipo Diaz is a dead guy, and somebody is posing he, he, as Saipo Diaz. Someone literally told him Saipo Diaz ordered these clones, and he said, "Yeah, but that's how he chased dead. the lead. He chases the lead. He goes all the way to the rainy planet, and then he finds out about that, and that's how a detective detects. My God, have He's you detecting. never seen a detective movie, Josh? 
I've go, seen go Kiss, look Kiss, Bang, Bang. Go look at the Thin Man. Go look at any noir movie. Right? A detective I've pieces seen... clues together and actually comes to a conclusion himself to to determine what it is. Like, I saw Detective Pikachu. Like, even then, <laughs> even then, there was a mystery that Pikachu solved at the end by piecing together clues, not having people literally just tell him every time he showed up somewhere, they, this is what's happening. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm going to continue then uh, what you just told me to go to. I'm going to go there. Like, I there's no actual detective. detecting. He's literally just walking that. from place to place. That's yeah, it. No, he's flying, he, man. But he, he goes to the library. You know, he tries, he goes oh, the to library figure scene. out why the... He, except he did it. The, oh, man. That scene is so spectacular <laughs> because he goes to the library and has to go to Yoda, who then has a child tell him, well, someone must have erased it. <laughs> Boy, couldn't figure that out. He's a Jedi master and he couldn't figure out, well, I guess someone erased it. Like, well, I mean, none, of, none of the Jedi masters could figure out that, like, the one Jedi that left the yeah. order... Which well, also which goes jump. back to the Jedi the villain, but they They're also all they also just got internet installed at the Jedi Council, so you <laughs> oh, cannot be yeah. that mad. That's you know, like, oh my before god, they were so... doing uh, the 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 Darth Dewey decimal system. Oh, so there we go. The other thing with the Jedi too, another reason the Council sucks is because like like Obi Wan straight up tells them like, hey, I don't think Anakin's ready for this. Maybe maybe don't do that. Considering I'm his like been training him the whole time, I probably know him best. They're like, Council made the decision. We're fine. Like they're all dumb. The Jedi's are also stupid. The only reason Palpatine is able to succeed is because everyone else around him are idiots. And hey, props to that. I guess it works for him. But it just also makes the other characters look bad. It, How does no one suspect Palpatine of anything? Ever? Because there is this, this. This was the thing that I really harped on with Jess, where it was like, man, I got like really. Uh, even Brendan Fitzpatrick is saying, I have to agree. The Jedi Council is trash in this movie. Yeah. Um, and look, I love and Jankinator too saying Jedi are trash. It's known. Look, I love. I love, uh, love him. I do, Yoda. <laughs> I love him very much. I love Yoda uh, so much. And he's great, but that dude should have known what's up. Like, he sees Palpatine, he's like, mm, now that's the bad guy. And that's, that's my Yoda impression there, yeah. uh, for real. So he's like, the bad guy. that's the bad guy. Like, he, he like, just, the only thing he does is like sit around in his, in his like little place and meditate. On the force to see and it's like, just like, what's going on, and his answer is always just like it's too cloudy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Come back it, yeah, evil. evil is clouding it. I guess because Sheev is just like is is that it? Like Sheev is just so powerful that he's just dunking on everybody, I mean, basically. But again, it, it's also like the the, the the lack of deduction for anything. Uh, that scene too, and this isn't deducing, but boy, the one scene that I did laugh a lot at was uh, quote, "If only Senator Amidala was here," and then Palpatine's hmm. Like, what a ridiculous read moment. Mm. And I know it's the fool Jar Jar who's also an idiot, but like, again, like this, if Riley's here, he might like this reference. This is, this reminds me a lot of DC Comics. Uh, they, in DC Comics, they state very much that Lex Luthor and or Batman are the two smartest people in the DC universe. And there's a point where I'm like, there was a, there's a story arc that happened. I was like, oh, Lex Luthor's smart because everyone else is dumb. Where literally they captured Nightwing, aka the boy formerly known as Robin, uh, and had him strung up, and they unveiled his identity to the entire world that, oh man, Nightwing, who was Robin, is actually Dick Grayson. And the only person in the world that immediately went, 
well, I guess Batman is Bruce Wayne, was Lex Luthor. So the, that's the only reason Lex Luthor is smart is because everyone else is apparently way too stupid to figure stuff out. This is that. Everyone is too dumb in this universe to figure out anything happening, and hence why Palpatine is able to do everything. Because he's the only person with some semblance of intelligence. <laughs> Deidre, uh, to, to chart yes, some Horseman. instant, to, uh, uh, chart some instant feedback, Deidre's asking, did Kevin just say Dick Raceman? Um, Correct. No. Yes. Dick Raceman. <laughs> Dick Grayson. You know, ever heard of him? Yeah. Um, Brendan says that the best argument that he can make is that the Jedi are bad and it's part of their plucky charm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Brendan says, Brendan, you should I, love Jar Jar. Jar Jar Brendan, should be the best character Brendan, in the franchise. Brendan threw me finish. <laughs> Brendan says, you know, they're going to lose. So now we see why it's a prequel. You know, they're going to lose. What do you want? A better I want them to be better characters. Yeah, you can still have them, your heroes fail. No, they look great. Dumb and and hey, don't like disrespect them because they go to the arena at the end and they just like they do the smiling Jedi thing. And, and they Mace all Windu, get Mace so Windu hard. One Mace Windu one shots Jango Fett. Jango Fett's a chump. If we're gonna power rank the bad guys from the prequels, which I would like to do, starting one, two. Three. Now it's Darth Maul, then uh, uh, it, Django Fett, all the way at the bottom at the moment. I think like Darth Maul, Count Dooku, Django Fett. And I guess Palpatine above them all because he's just the most effectual villain. What of all. happened to Django Fett's head? Uh, Boba Fett picks it up. No, he picks up the helmet. The, hel- the head's in the helmet. What happened to the head? It's this is a great there. debate. It's a great debate. It's still in that helmet. It gets chopped off in the deleted scene that they cut away. The head just plops out and, oh, okay. and Boba screams and runs away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Poor Boba. I think it's in there. Yeah. I think it's still in there. Yeah. I think if he lifts up the visor, he's going to see like his dad's face and it's not what yeah. you want. What's I even guess- crazier is that he's going to see his dad's face over and over and over yeah, and over and over again as he grows up. Life. Yeah. Every time he looks in the mirror, he can't he can't get away. I mean, I guess I you have to give some pro- another reason I guess I liked this part particular movie, especially after seeing season two of The Mandalorian, is because for me it gave me the Boba Fett backstory, which I didn't have. Um because I'm such a novice to all of this stuff. Right. Uh and that's Boba interesting. Fett's gonna be pretty messed up after all of the stuff that he's yeah, endured. He went through a so, lot. He went a lot. That's really interesting hearing it, right? Because like you not having uh, the the like background with with the original trilogy into this, it's it's interesting hearing that take. Because I do remember um, people not liking that because part mm-hmm. of the appeal of Boba Fett at the time was because he was mysterious. We didn't know his origins. We didn't know who was under the helmet. It was one of those cool things where it's just like, oh, Boba Fett's mysterious and interesting. And this movie gave him an origin. The origin is like, hey, he's a clone. Uh, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he's also, again, like when you, when you kidify anyone, just like we're experiencing here, um, with the prequels, it's, it becomes rough. Cause like that kid was fine, I guess. But like, there's <laughs> moments where I'm like, ooh, that, that kid is not doing a great he has, job. He has some great line reads. That, that, Get him, dad. <laughs> like that laugh was like, oh yeah, my God, what goes, was that? Fire! Like, fire! <laughs> fire! <laughs> fire! <laughs> 
So, like, that's the thing, right? Like, people had, like, mad love for this character, and they're seeing the next time they see him, this is it. And he's like, it's like the Jake Lloyd thing, except I think Jake Lloyd was better. Uh, but it's like this, where you're just kind of like, oh man, that's, that's what we're getting from this character we loved. Uh, and then his dad gets decapitated and we see him pick up the helmet as a, like, I guess this who, is how he becomes both. Who had the take that Jake Lloyd was the only one acting in Phantom Menace? That was Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, um, are, so are you saying that Obi-Wan is the only one that, uh, Ewan McGregor is the only one acting in this movie? Acting well. And I, I think I, I think I had. And so, so you want to like stick by that statement? I think like for you want this to stay there? movie, I think for this movie, there is more acting, but I think I had said this before, and I think it's also the same in, in episode three, is that people are all acting, but they're acting like they're in different films. Like, everyone's acting differently for a different type of movie, and then they just mosh them all together. Like, you have Hayden Christensen and his James Franco-ness, and you have Natalie Portman, uh, you know, actually trying to be a political dramatic uh, uh, a person and you have Obi-Wan who's like I'm in a Star Wars movie I'm having fun everyone's acting but they're all acting like they're in something different and that causes a mishmash of tonality throughout the entire thing I do want to go back real quick to something you said Kevin about how Padme doesn't do anything in this mm-hmm. movie so the reason I disagree is because she's the reason that they go to try to find Obi-Wan like it's her idea. Yeah, it's her call. She's like, "You're my bodyguard, and I'm going, so you have to come yeah. too. You have to come with me." Um, you, I want to just quickly reference the instant feedback. Brendan Fitzpatrick in a very curt <laughs> two-word sentence with uh, punctuation. I should say, "Get him." Period. <laughs> I believe he's speaking to you, Latanya. Oh, okay. So- I, d- done. Also, I mean, for being a princess turned senator who is what 18 years old i guess in this movie she 18 in this one who knows we don't know does anyone know i'm asking legitimately who knows 24 and he's 18 that's the 24 theme song yeah all right so that's six years um anyway i (laughs) There's a lot of, she does a lot of fighting. You know, she, she's like as down for adventure and like, you know, taking on the bad guys as everyone else is. And one could say she's on top of things. Yeah. One could say. Like I mean, literally at times. She's one of many who 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 is doing the big fighting at the end, sure. But in terms of like her convincing Anakin to go, um literally the Jedi were going. They also got the information and we're gonna show up there regardless. So I think there's that. So like she convinces him okay, but like again, the the like it's the same thing. Like they really undercut her, especially from the first movie, where even when she's trying to be, you know, a queen, Anakin's yelling at her in the middle of, of a meeting with the current, or sorry, Senator with the current queen. And everyone's just awkwardly like, ooh, like, you know, like, like, uh, like Jesse from Breaking Bad, just kind of like awkwardly looking between everything. At the mm-hmm. end, when she was just like, we have to go get a speeder so we can go meet Dooku, Yoda's already doing that, and Obi-Wan already said that. So they really undercut any effectiveness she has because everything she's trying to do anyway, other people have already done and so like she loses this element of a leader that we got in that first movie and it's crazy because like the beginning of this movie is that she has like her her handmaid blows up which is insane which also the bomb came from inside the ship why did they wait till they land to blow up that ship blow it up in the air one two 
That scene is also nuts because the handmaiden's like, I failed you. And she's like, it's okay. And I'm like, how did you fail? You literally did the job you were, the terrible job you were hired to do, which is to be a life model decoy for the queen. Like you didn't fail. You actually accomplished a job, which is a terrible job. Like it's really bizarre that they did this with this character with Anakin and everything happening. Like she doesn't serve even in a way of a moral compass. Cause like we said, she ends up being like, Oh, I love you after he's like, I murdered a bunch of kids. And you're like, all right. Um, it's what it, it was a really, really strong, good character. They they really diminished in this film. And then they had her have the perfect midriff rip, which I'm like, guys, come on, which is another thing of just yeah. absurdity. Like, if you're going to do that to her, do that to Obi-Wan. Like, Get Obi-Wan's shirt off completely, please. It's inevitable in, in Star Wars movies, it seems, up until maybe the most recent trilo- trilogy, which we don't have to discuss ever again, uh, except Adam Driver is amazing. And, um, yeah, but like, you know, we can go all the way back to that bikini that they <laughs> made Princess Leia wear, which was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, of course she gets the perfect midriff. It's the reason I'm wearing this like ripped sweater <laughs> at the moment. Um, it's all. You can't see my midriff right now, but it is bare. <laughs> you can't see it, but trust me, currently it's bare. I'm imagining what that looks like, Josh. I like it. <laughs> for the twenty thousand dollar patrons, I'll show you. Okay, it's the wrong. That's the wrong thing you're talking about. Openly, so yes. Padme. Um, I well, first of all, let me just say maybe she was ineffective, y'all, because she was falling in love. <gasps> oh, but again, who she's falling no, in love I with? No, I like that. But who she's falling in love with? Oh, I like that, Latanya. It's cute. She's falling in love. I yeah. mean, I guess if you can write off atrocities yeah. by falling in love, I guess we're all fine and with a lot of terrible things. Can. Yeah. Skywalker in flight. Tattoo in delight. Yeah, it's good. No, that was totally a joke. But I mean they're both basically useless when they're just like rolling around on a cliff after having a picnic, you know? Yeah. What are they even doing? They're talking. First of all, Anakin is talking about becoming a literal dictator. He's Um, constantly, he, that boy's a creeper. Oh my God. That boy's a creeper. Yeah. I literally, I said this in the discord that I was like, he, he's a literal milady like guy. Like he's literally that because so he says milady. I didn't know what that I was, know know what that that was until you said that. Milady is like the the prototypical like nice guy type that you hear about that trope where it's like a guy who's just like you should hook up and sleep with me because I'm I love you so much and oh. that, like I, I I'm nice. Why are you with jerks all the time? And they say they it's a joke that they say milady and they wear fedoras. So like okay. th- this is like literally wait, one he literally says that and two that speech I read. The, mm, uh, something about me. I used to be that, and it was terrible. And that guy, that version you of Kevin, is a big, no. But I was that mentality. Mm, like did you I, though? I was there where it's like you give these like these speeches that are like manipulative and terrible, and it's <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. And like George Lucas should know better than that. But like that's what Anakin's portrayed as, and to have Amadala fall into that is not good. And so I think a lot of problems there, uh, incels, that's actually a great call out is, is, is yeah. basically the name we have now. And like that, that is what Anakin is from the, the creepy way he talks, the way he obsesses over her. And the fact that it, it, it that, that she falls into it is, is, is really not great. And so that's another big problem I had because like as a person who lived that, cause he was that and acknowledges how awful, I guess, terrible my mentality was like, 
it's seeing it here. I'm just like, Jesus, this is bad. Yeah. This is awful. I mean, I think an issue is, and not that it was insurmountable by any stretch of the ima- imagination. It's definitely surmountable. Uh, but like the ending is written in the stars wars, you know, you know, <laughs> That Anakin Skywalker's Darth Vader. Yeah. So anyone who's going to fall in love with him and, you know, they're going to produce Luke and Leia right. is falling in love with a guy who's going to end up, you know, presiding over the destruction of at least one entire planet. At least one. At least the one. Just for shiggles, really. Yeah, really just to flex. Uh, I guess technically it's kind of a Grand Moff Tarkin's call. But Anakin's there. Yeah, you know, Vader's there. But again, for that. there's ways to write those characters, there's right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, that's why I say it's surmountable ultimately. But it, it it is tricky, and they just do it poorly. They definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? All these years later, uh, <laughs> all this time has passed. I think I like it for the memes. Ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't See, that? All what anything is for at this point is for the meme economy. You know, the episode three the has the best good. meme. Episode the three has the good. best meme. Don't ruin it. Meme. Yeah, don't, don't spoil it. it. Don't, you it. don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you episode dare. three has the best. So this one doesn't yeah. even have that. I already in had my the point of view, it's episode two that has the best memes. Mm-hmm. I hate you, Josh. In my point yeah. of view, yeah. it is Kevin who is evil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's everyone's point of view. That's just a straight fact. Can we can we do something that uh that I liked doing on uh the instant feedback show last time is a little bit of a game. I think like I I really would like to 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 do this one where everybody on the panel does their best impression of an iconic line from the movie and I think the one wow. obviously has to be I hate sand. It's coarse, it's rough, and it gets everywhere. Uh, so I would like everybody to do their best impression of Anakin. Uh, we call this the yippee off because last time it was me, uh-huh. Troy, and Zed, and we did yippies. Um, so I would like to, I would like to apply that to, uh, to, to this, to this line read from Star Wars episode two, Attack of the Clone. I do not want to go first. Uh, Kevin does. I sure. Believe. What's the, what's the exact line? The exact line is, I hate sand. It's rough. It's co- or it's, I hate sand. It's coarse. It's rough and it gets everywhere. I hate sand. It's coarse. It's rough and it gets everywhere. Okay. God, right. that line's so terrible. Um, <laughs> I just want to listen to Kevin read lines from yeah. this movie. All right, like, I'll go. Please, I'll go next. And the uh, I do think it has to be an Anakin line every single time, so this works. Be. All right, I'll go next. Hold on. Okay, here we go. This is a pretty close impression, I think. I hate sand. It's coarse, rough, and it gets everywhere. I didn't okay, know so that, that was mine. To, I thought we're mimicking. So that was mine. No, that was yeah. mine. That I was didn't mine. Know that oh, we, wait, we what are the rules? No, that's what he yeah, says. What are, like when he says it. What, are, what are the rules, John? He says that. <laughs> he, that's what he says in the film. Yes, those, that, those are the words that are coming out of his mouth. But I thought that you were, that the rules are that we're supposed to sound the most like what he sounded like in the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's what I thought those, too. those are the rules, and I'm, I think I'm winning <laughs> so far. Okay. I guess well, the time is coming up. He's got. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me center myself. <sighs> the rain in Spain falls me in the on the plane. Okay. 
I hate sand. It's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. That was good. That was pretty good. All Thank right. you. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. You can I do can it like Arnold. There, that is, yeah, thank you, Dave. There you go. I hate sand. <laughs> <laughs> it's coarse. There it is. It's rough. <laughs> and it gets everywhere. There it is. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, we are, we are like contractually obligated to talk about, uh, the Yoda fight. Oh so, my God. You know, the punchy, part- punchy, kicky, flippy. No, this, well, yes. So, <laughs> I mean, Kevin, literally kicky, flippy. Like no, he's, ab- he's actively in the air, like I- kicking and flipping and lightsabering, but it is active kicky, flippy. It's kip- kicky, flippy. But here's the thing. This, so it's really funny. I, uh, we talk, we, we talk, we talk about our like memories of these films, right? We talked about our memories of, of, of Phantom Menace. I will never forget my memory of watching this movie for the first time. It was a midnight showing, uh, and we, we went to the theater. This, you know, we're watching this movie, a uh, bunch of fans. We, we were all really excited as it was happening. And I remember distinctly the moment that Dooku has, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin down. He chopped his arm off and you just see the shadow walking and you hear the cane. And Yoda comes in and someone just shouts out from the audience, bitch, you're going to get it now. And (laughs) killed us. Like, and it was, and that's the thing, the point five, the point five, I I will say I liked, I, I, as much as I disliked the duel, the fates fight, I was really, I shockingly was surprised by how much I was like, Oh, the Obi-Wan Yoda, or not Obi-Wan, the o- Obi-Wan Anakin Dooku fight, I actually liked because it wasn't kicky flippy. Like they were actually doing stuff from like, oh yeah, you're not just flourishing for no reason. Like it actually felt like a lightsaber battle was happening. I really liked how that was done. I liked the choreography. I, I wished Anakin dual wields a little bit longer because that was really cool. And it didn't become like all of a sudden he's just like flipping upside down with two lightsabers. It actually felt natural. There was, it felt like there was choreography. And then when Yoda shows up, I actually really liked the start of it. Because to me, Yoda was always this, like, old, frail character. But the power inside him was so, like, vast. And to have him be a Force master, if that became a fight of the Force, of them trying to essentially not throw stuff, but, like, using the Force against each other. And that's how Yoda won, through his mastery of the Force. I think that would have been incredible. And I liked all of that leading up to, except the moment when he said, this will not be decided by a mastery of the force, but by a lightsaber. And then it became cartoons. And I was just like, what (laughs) is happening here? Why is Yoda moving like that? What is going on? And it was absurd. What could have been this really cool, powerful moment, a well done fight that they were like, I was shocked. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. But I knew what was coming. And then that happened. And I was just like, oh, God, yeah, I forgot how bad this is. Like, it just, again, just just goes to show, like, the the lack of, I don't, I don't even know, the lack of no men around to be like, don't do that. Like, do this instead. And it's just crazy that that, that was the direction it went after so, like, after doing so well. They're like, oh, you're going to do? Oh, nope, nope. There it goes. Ooh, they tripped and fell hard at that finish line. Uh, we've got a lot of people talking about this already, including mm. uh, Torby, who says this fight was the coolest thing the first time I watched it. Grace is claiming that the uh, that the there was an Obi Wan and Yoda fight scene that got cut mm. for time. 
Um, they cut things for, for time? Why did Yoda and Obi-Wan fight? Oh, I'm it's because of my mess sure, up when sure. I said Obi-Wan Yoda. I'm pretty sure it's a joke. Grace yes. also asks, who is choreography? Um, Latanya, this is your first time yeah. seeing the Yoda lightsaber battle. So Ooh, what did you think? I'd seen the Yoda lightsaber battle on YouTube before I saw the movie because it's just kind of like, you know, when you watch a lot of analysis videos, even of things that you've never seen because you're that big of a dork, um, it's something that people go to as kind of a joke. Uh, the, you know, the Yoda turning into cartoon, like fighting that way. I thought everything leading up to it was really cool. I did not know that Anakin also lost a hand. And then I was just like, does anyone get to have hands in the Jedi Order? Like, no. are they all just, I'm not trying to be ableist in any way. It's just. It's, it's, it's symmetry, right? It's, it's symmetry. Right. No, it rhymes son. is what he likes yeah. to say. Uh, George Lucas, it rhymes. <laughs> to be fair, there was a, there was a, I mean, it, in, in Return of the Jedi, uh, there is a scene where, uh, Luke takes off Vader's hand and it's machine. And right. you don't have to have this moment. You could have been like, he became more machine at some point in life. Machine. Um, but instead they were like, no, he's gonna lose his hand. This just how Luke did because yeah, exactly the same rides. way. Yeah. I thought it, I thought the part of it that was the coolest, to be honest, and I'll talk about Yoda fighting in a second. Was how Count Dooku, right? I don't want to mess up any villain Count name. Dooku, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah of it's course. how Count Dooku just like housed those two Jedi in like, like short fashion. Yeah. He was yeah, just he, like he really 100 years flat. old and yeah. destroyed the two of them. And yeah, took, he really read them for filth. It, it was fantastic. Um, and it looked like Christopher Lee was doing his own stunts there. Yeah. Um, as well, like his own fight choreography. You stupid idiots! I that was actually better. That was actually that was actually yeah, a lot that was better. great. Yeah, and I, it's, you dumb little dummies. To to uh. to Dave's point here in the in the uh, comments, I really also did like the different ways in which Anakin and Obi Wan fought with their lightsabers. I always love a dual lightsaber wielder. I think it's really cool to watch, and I think it's really cool the training that people have to do in order to do that i thought that yoda's entrance was really cool the the verbal sparring back and forth with count dooku was really cool because they've obviously got a lot of history um but it was just bizarre (laughs) once the actual fighting started because he was all over the place and you would imagine that that's how someone of Yoda's size and stature would be able to fight if he was that well-trained, that old, like that skilled. But it was because of the, uh, I guess maybe the rendering of the CGI, the very, the using of the CGI in the first place that made it appear more comical than it should have been. It's supposed to be this big climactic moment. And I come away feeling like I want Count Dooku to be the winner of this, which is not the way I'm supposed to feel. In my opinion, it is Count Dooku who should be the winner. <laughs> Heaven's <laughs> From my perspective, it's <laughs> Count Dooku. it is Count Dooku. I who mean, is evil. It's also possible that I just maybe like the dark side. 
I don't think a that lot that's of impossible. Do. Yeah, that's, that's, there's a big appeal for the dark side. Just look at TikTok and cosplay. And well, they, they I, got I, cool I, stuff, man. Like they got red lightsabers, and, and then like um, um, you know, in certain uh, vision sequences, they've got I don't know, red lightsabers, switchblades, uh, Swiss Army knife type stuff. Uh, yeah, they got cool shit. And, you know, the, I, in the comments, there's a lot of stuff about the, the forms and the fight style, which has been expanded upon in, in the expanded universe and all that stuff. But again, for a movie that loves really expositing every single detail as opposed to showing anything, they could have had that. But it's, again, you, you have to do it retroactively to fix all this stuff and explain things away. Because when George Lucas was doing this, it's probably just like, this looks cool. Um, I, I just, and that's the thing too with the Yoda stuff is, is, him moving like that, I, I agree, except for the fact that they have him being shown as frail. Again, like, maybe he moved like that when he was younger, cool, but the real hiccup for me is the fact that 20 years later, it's what we see in um, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and by that point, he's 900 years old. So I guess 20 years makes a hell of a difference. But, like, Plus, he's still there frail like this. And then it's well, just, like, he picks up his cane um, and carries on. I want to – I actually – and it, I, I, this is actually kind of the serious thing is, like, I, I feel like – think about what Yoda's just gone through. He goes he, – he, like, everybody dies on his watch, you know, and he's got to, like, peace out to Dagobah and just, like, think about that and have nothing else to do. I feel like you – like, uh, something really – dark and awful and traumatic happens in your life and you age a thousand years in a day you know like that's not unreal so the fact that like he's like relatively spry here when he is like high commander of the jedi council but not but in then all of all, it. but then everybody but then everybody dies yeah because he's you know he's it's, it's only it's, in it's, the lightsaber battles and when he fights palpatine and when when that thing happens in another movie, oh yeah, good cover. <laughs> who, who would ever be able to guess that? At the at the same point, yeah, he's got to be able to say that. That's it's, fine. It's yeah. it's iconic. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I'm like I'm honestly fine with it. I can't really be spoiled about these movies at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, all, I, I, totally, hundred percent. And also, all his Jedi friends got clowned, and that was also a, a sucky moment because, like, again, the guy he was like, "Oh, the Jedi are ineffectual and 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 weak now," but. Again, you didn't have to make that choice. To know, like, to see all the Jedi essentially get clowned by a bunch of droids is was really weird, and especially it was like, a lot of you, droids. But like, look at look at what they do now, right? Like, and you could be like, Luke is an exception, except he's not fully one, right? Like, uh, um, ah- Ahsoka, holy crap! Like, you have the Jedi when they show up, and it's just like, ooh, oh no, we we gotta go, we gotta get out of here. That I think that's cool. This 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 like kind of mysterious thing about the Jedi and like their power, and they show up and they can take out a bunch of droids. And instead, in this is just like, well, they get wrecked, and now there's only like seven of them. I don't know. We're, it, it's too hard to deal with eliminating all of them in the next movie, so we'll just eliminate most of them now. And there's a few of them, and then we'll just take care of them later. Like it was just so like woof again. Just the decisions made were real, real lazy <laughs> and bad. Yeah, I kind of liked it, I think. I think I kind of liked Attack of the Clones this time. I, I got to be yeah. honest, I walked it like I finished watching it. I was watching it with Brendan and Brendan and I were having such a good time and I was watching it. I was like, you know what? I think I actually like this one today. It changes, you know, sometimes I hate it. It was the one that I I I really didn't like it the first time I saw it. I really didn't like it in theaters. 
uh, really like it was it, uh, Latanya. I'll use my favorite word here. It was an awakening of sorts that like <laughs> it's the end of an age of innocence. And I was like, oh no. And I bet the one that I really like is bad too. You know, like it was this moment where I was like, oh no, these aren't good. And so I, I have no nostalgia for Revenge of the Sith even. I like, I won't like make huge excuses for it because I already went into it being like, well, how much worse can it get? Um, so like that was just kind of what this movie did to me and it really was this like last rewatch where like i don't know i just kind of went into it with like no like major expectations and just like let's just have a good time and there were some things that surprised me the car chase thing surprised me even the the yoda fight at the end i was kind of i was like i was howling my favorite line of the movie we haven't even talked about uh around the survivors a perimeter <laughs> which kills concentrate me. fire you were telling me like concentrate fire ah, on something jesus ah, around so, the survivors so, a perimeter create i honestly so feel like that's the motto of 2021 yeah. <laughs> you know i yeah. i i mean i i stopped taking notes at some point, you know, during that final battle, because I was like, I'm actively enjoying this. Okay. This is a, this is a thing that I'm enjoying. I, I, I did, like I said, I came into this movie not expecting it to be terrible. And if this is the worst installment of the prequels, then I'm rather looking forward to the watching the third movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I walked away from it thinking that, uh, yeah, I actually, like, I walked away from it thinking like, oh man, you know what? I do think that, uh, I do think this is better than The Phantom Menace. Uh, even though Phantom Menace is, is, uh, it, you're the one that I love. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Count Dooku, ooh. Honey. This time around was the, was the, in my, in my opinion, it was Count Dooku who was better this time. Uh, I and think, The Phantom Menace is I think evil. Because Dooku made the movie. Did Dooku make this movie? I no. really love him. The second he shows up, he's in t- I really love the scene where he shows up to Obi Wan. Like, oh, Obi Wan, I am. Whoa! I cannot even believe that they have you suspended in this swirly dwirly thing. This is such a bad way to treat a guest. Oh my god! Can we and please like, talk oh about the swirly dwirly? Look at this lovely man just stepping in, and he's like, oh, "Well, don't think I'm that nice. I am literally evil. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am literally a Jedi turned coat and an aspiring Sith." Lord, I'm the bad guy. Let's be clear. Uh, I, I cannot see anyone on like one of those swirly dirly, like you know, um, Euro pits ever again without thinking of Thor Ragnarok. Like, yeah, it's a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was just like, I can't believe that should have shaved just, his hair. <laughs> seriously, I can't believe that they're just walking around in a circle. Like I am getting dizzy watching this happen. Because they're, he's just circling this guy as he turns around slowly as if yeah. being roasted on a spit. Yeah, he's a roasted meat. <laughs> he's a roasted meat. Uh, it would have been great, Kevin, speaking of Thor Ragnarok, if uh, they re-edited the end of Attack of Clones and it's uh, Hulk who comes out. And Jeff Goldblum is commentating <laughs> on... Oh, that might be good. You like juxtapose Jeff Goldblum commentating on the, the Attack of the Clones arena scene could be fun. I mean, yeah, look, I'm happy for you too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to agree with it. The movie. No, I'm, that's fine. I'm that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. This movie's bad. It's, Don't it, die. No one needs to yeah, die. No one needs to die yeah. on any hills. And also, yeah. what hill? Yeah, um, listen, you would know it's the well, high ground stuff. In, you don't in, get to claim in the, that. In the third one, you'll find out what hill. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, just, I mean, it's, it used to be my least favorite. It, that one, it's not going to take that cake anymore. I mean, I think no. Rise is definitely my Couldn't least favorite. Possibly. And just, it, nothing, I think, is going to take that spot, he says, until 20 years from now when there's another trilogy. Um, but, like, this is there. Yeah, this but is, if we're, like, is, on a podcast ranking Star Wars movies in 20 years, yeah. shit went bad for all of us. Yeah, it did. But, uh, yeah. well, it's, it's, it's second uh, to bottom. It's second to bottom. <laughs> I like Phantom Menace more. Shit went south for everybody. Uh, Disney needs that cash, yo. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And I'm I'm curious to see Revenge. I remember enjoying parts of Revenge. I remember hating a specific thing about Revenge. Um, so it's going to be interesting seeing that, but just, yeah, I, we got time I though. I we got time. Uh, there was nothing fun I had about this movie, I guess. We got I mean, time. We got time before we have to do that. Yeah. We've got, uh, we've got a Clone Wars podcast to get through next month because a lot of the complaints about these first two prequels and even the third of the prequels, uh, the, the Clone Wars faithful will tell you that these episodes of television, this massive sprawling series, does a lot of work towards fixing stuff, making it better, or even if it's not about that, it's just being good on its own. Um, so I'm excited to have a conversation with with Brendan, who's such a big fan of this stuff and knows it really, really, really well. Well, Tanya, I know you've been watching some of it. I don't know if you've been watching it a lot recently. I've I've stalled out a little I've bit personally. Out. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm definitely gonna start doing my homework again. Um, and start watching more episodes. I do have to admit that, like, you know, in, in the order that I'm watching them in, getting to see Anakin do badass things with, like, a very young Ahsoka is cool. Um, they really do a lot in Clone Wars to, like, make Anakin cool. Yeah. They got a lot, of, they got a lot of mess to clean up. Uh, so the, in, in terms of the, the, the podcast, uh, we are, we're not saying that you have to have watched all of Clone Wars to listen. We're not even saying that you have to have watched, uh, one episode of Clone Wars or you have to have watched the whole thing. What you need is to come into the podcast with a willingness to hear people talk about the Clone Wars. And perhaps that means big spoilers will pop up. Maybe it'll mean medium-sized spoilers will emerge. But I think what's going to happen is mostly like a conversation about like... I don't know. I think like how how is this instructive for sort of like the best of the future of Star Wars, right? Latanya, like Dave mm-hmm. Filoni's involvement and stuff, and like um, the kinds of stories that Star Wars is able to get away with with telling in in ways that like are at that point. Um, you know, there's a lot of incredible books that are doing this, right? There's a lot of incredible comics that are doing this at the time that Clone Wars comes out. But I know that Clone Wars, it's, it's the visual medium. It's exciting. It's dazzling. I would love to get into some book stuff eventually at some point in time. I think it would be really, really, really fun. But first, yeah. I have to learn how to read. Um, we both do, man. Yeah. We can teach um, each other. But- but but I I think Clone Wars will be good. like I've seen a, a bunch of arcs like I've seen most of the Mando centric stuff from Clone Wars if not all of it in fact um, and I and I know that there are uh, that there are lists out there there's the Ultimate Order um, that a uh, category of the Poster Recaps Patreon um sent our way or i think that he had crafted that Mando order if I'm not mistaken there's a Reddit thread there's, that yeah, has the Reddit thread. Yep, I'll put that in the show notes for this. If you want, if you want to go on that journey and if you want to do the full Clone Wars deep dive, this is the time to do it. Uh, but if you also want like select highlights, I was given a list, uh, of select highlights to watch with the instructions of like watch these episodes plus the final two seasons of Clone Wars were the instructions that I received. I'll include that in the show notes 
as well. And then Latanya, however much of that we watch is what we watch. And then we yeah. go in and we talk with Brendan and we have a conversation about the Clone Wars and that's it. I don't know if you want the Latanya Wiggler cut because it'll just be the first and last episode of each season. Well, that's not the end of the world, <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious. Like, I don't think that's the end of the world. I'm, I, I we have, we're, we have to have fun with Star Wars or this is not worth doing. And so like whatever version of that exists for you is, is what it's going to be as long as it's not harmful to other people. And I don't think this yeah. is harmful to other people. Um, so it's going to be fun. I'm really excited about it. And then in April, we'll get back together and finish out this era of Star Wars, this prequel era of the thing. Uh, and that's, that's going to be, that's going to be what happens. With them revenging those Siths. Yeah, they're going to revenge. They're going to, the Sith are getting their revenge. It's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting too, because you guys coming off of Clone Wars are going to have a lot more context around, well, not context, but you're going to have a lot more stuff that is retroactively explained. Um, Heading into Sith versus me, who who has not seen those things and is just going in with the, the knowledge that I already and, have. And just to be clear, like you don't really have a lot of interest in watching the Clone Wars. That's it's not that I don't have interest. It's, it's just, like it's, lack of time. It's like yeah. a, it's yeah. the lack of time and just a, it's a, it's a commitment. And there's just so many. And you other don't do things. you don't do anything unless you're like all the way in. So like yeah. you're not gonna you can't dabble in Clone Wars. Like you would have to watch the whole thing. I mean, I would do the select episodes, but even then, it's just, it's a lot, man. It's, it's seven years, seven seasons. Each one's like 22 something episodes. It's, it's a lot. It's like if I'm trying to catch up on the DC universe stuff on CW. I love the DC universe, but at this point, I'm just like, whoa, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 TV's too long yeah. these days, guys. I'll yeah. make the commitment. I've been, you know, watching Law and Order SVU. You're going to switch. It's like 24 You'll switch. episodes. Yeah. It's first great. season. So, yeah. Oh, there's also Rebels. Oh yeah, well we'll get to rebels eventually. Yeah. I think that uh my, by by my calculations, I think mm. we'll get to rebels in June, I'm pretty sure, is when we will have the opportunity to discuss rebels and I suspect that it'll be another situation where it's like that month will just be the rebels podcast uh cuz it's just a lot to ask. But in that case, I really would like to try and watch the whole thing. Uh because I know yeah. that rebels is like a really like cohesive narrative package um, is that one i don't know um but like that is that that's a series that a lot of people swear by and it has like a uh, like a tight you know start to finish story is my understanding so uh that i shall uh i shall that do. one i definitely want the i even again i'm i still consume media about all of this these things even though i have not seen them and um like binge mode did some really great podcasting about both Clone Wars and Rebels that I've listened to and their Rebel stuff is just just makes it sound really appealing. Yeah, four seasons, four seasons of Star Wars Rebels. Is the is the That's is doable. The yeah. yeah, so I would like to I would I, I think personally like I would pri- for me I would prioritize that over Clone Wars is my feeling. Like Clone Wars I feel less bad about like I'll miss swaths of it and then maybe I'll try and watch like the final two seasons or something like that. And if there's like some essential episodes of like, you can't miss this one, then let me know. Yeah. I'll try and do it. I'm just going to do whatever is going to happen. We're going to do that? it live, right? We're going to do it live. Well, maybe. I don't know. This is fun. I like doing it live. So maybe, maybe that is what will happen. Uh, depends on everybody's comfort level. Anyway, speaking of which, Latanya, we got really comfortable on Post Show Recaps Theater this week. Uh, Latanya joined myself, Emily Fox, and Lee McLaren for a free-for-all, no-movie-focused Post Show Recaps Theater episode. It was an epic disaster. Kevin, you came up <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're really a main so. character in it. 
Yeah, you are, you're 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 like I would say like a recurring uh, guest star, but like you a great Ferris. a great recurring guest star. Am I, we talk am about I, is it is it like you just talk about me like Ralph? It's just that's just how it is. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. there somewhere. Yes, I'm yeah. Somewhere. You're in the background. Ralph. You're in the background. You're in the background. Exactly. Uh, Kevin, of course, is referencing uh, WandaVision, which Latanya, Kevin, and I are talking about every single week uh, for the next two weeks. We've got two more weeks oh of God, WandaVision. Only two, weeks only two weeks left, and then we'll have uh, 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 we'll have some other stuff that's that's coming up. Some announcements to come on that front. Stay tuned. Uh, so the Marvel thing it's happening weekly. Everything is super. Uh, and yeah, come and, you know, party with us in the Discord, folks. You want to do it, right? It's patreon.com slash post show recaps. We've got a Discord. You can sign up at that level. You mad at me for something I said on a podcast? Don't be mean about it. I swear, you are not allowed to be mean about it. You can disagree, but you got to be cool. Oh my God. If you're not cool there, we'll all have a big problem about that. Um, but everyone's really cool and it's a great time and we're having a blast. So we invite you to join us and play Dungeons and Dragons and then join us in the Wario Casino and do some gambling. Latanya's there. Uh, we have an incredible time here uh, and we want you to be a part of it. So think about it. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. With that said, I think it's time for me to say, Corey B., take it away. We'll be back next week with a Clone Wars podcast. And when I say next week, I definitely mean next month. It's definitely <laughs> going to be sometime next month and absolutely not next week. Corey B., take it away. Bye, everybody! Yeah.